everyone, and welcome to this episode of Consulting with Authority. Today's going to be a really fun episode. I am super excited to introduce uh, Drew Davidson to you all today. Um, Drew is an international recording artist, has, has done amazing things in the world of music. He's also a high-level business development and leadership coach and works directly with WinSales, which we'll learn more about. Uh, Drew, we have a lot of ground to cover, a lot of exciting things to talk about, but thank you so much for carving out the time to be here today. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. I One of the things I love is really depositing nuggets and building into others. My mission statement for my life has been inspiring and empowering others to excellence through the joy of music. That's great. And, and there's always a song, even in a sale. Even yeah. in a sale pitch, there's a song to be sung. So I love I inspiring love and empowering others, empowering, feeding others power. So I know your podcast does that. So I'm all for it. So Good, thank man. You. Oh, yeah. No, it's an honor to have you here. Um, so I I want to, uh, you and I have had a conversation or two. I, I'd love for you to share sort of your background um, with everybody out there. It's a fascinating, really empowering and inspiring story, Drew. So maybe just kind of walk people through, you know, how you got started in music and how, you know, you, you went through different life transformations, hit on those things and kind of give everybody a, an idea for how you got to where you are. Perfect. So I tell people, and I've been kind of been doing music my whole life. It started when I was two years old and mm-hmm. my parents took me to see Beverly Sills, the opera singer. Right. And we were at lawn seats at Wolf Trap and I was trying to compete with her. <laughs> and I would do arias and my parents realized people did not pay to see Drewby. They used to call me Drewby. You know, but, uh, they said people paid to see her. So they had to take me to the parking lot, you know, because I was being noisy, but they realized I had the gift. Yeah. You know, and I played as a kid. I was a cello player until I turned it sideways. Then <laughs> I started picking the bass up and playing. My, my dad had two passions, astrophysics and music. Wow. So he actually built a telescope that flew on space shuttle. No kidding. That's wife. amazing. He was a, uh, yeah, he was an astrophysics professor at Johns Hopkins University, but he loved music. Yeah. So I grew up doing that. And then I got out of high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. and went in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where I really caught the bug for playing the guitar. Yeah, my first guitar in Bahrain, got baptized in the Jordan River by the naval chaplain, had a real spiritual experience where I heard God say, play guitar. Now, fast forward to 2013, George Benson endorsed my fifth record, one of the greatest guitar players on the planet. I recorded a song with the lead singer, The Temptations. I mean, it was like really cooking. But but you talked about transformations. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I go back a little earlier to that, to about 2007. The first time I tried to come to Nashville, I was in my 30s, mm-hmm. and I weighed about 270 pounds with a 46-inch mm-hmm. waist. And I remember I was driving to a music retreat, and I got to a hotel the day before the retreat and was arguing with God. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend anyone do that. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I knew that God had promised me things. I'm always a big believer in that, you know, that you really can't have anything you want in prayer. Mm-hmm. However, like I was in my own way. And I remember mm-hmm. God said, you can't represent me because you can't represent me. Mm-hmm. Who you say you are for yourself is not, you know, evident. Now you care for your body. Now it's not like only thin people go to heaven. I don't want all of that, you know, to translate to people, but there's your temple and you take care of it. So I started a health journey. I know what it would look like. Yeah. And about two years later, I then started the health journey. <laughs> you know, he first told me then, and then sure. you know, I went back to my ordinary ways and I was in Nashville going to work with Eric Copeland, the producer. And he mm-hmm. said, I don't know if you're leaving your own funeral or going to somebody else's, but wow. it's rough. 
Wow. Don't worry about your belly. We'll Photoshop that. But your face, you got to lose 10 pounds. I stopped the conversation and said, you're not Photoshopping my belly. This is crazy. So I, I did a lot of research and studying about what it takes to have a transformation in your health. And I have discovered that if you can cause a six pack for yourself, you can cause a million dollars in business. Yeah. Those principles are the same. And yeah. I discovered principles of eating and uh, different exercising and, and did all that and have many different transformations around that. I exercise five days a week. On the weekends, I do other things aside from going to the gym. And um, then what happened was in 2000, let's see, after, after 2013 or so, I had another transformation and I started getting really interested in coaching and in the world of personal development. Yeah. I did the landmark forum. That's another conversation, but that was really powerful. A, a business coach, a guy that I knew, Brian McClure, who made a million dollars a month in direct sales. I mean, an incredible human being. He said, Drew, you can't give what you want. You can only give who you are. And until you alter who you are for yourself, you can't be that for others. And then he said something that's always stuck with me. Motivation. People will die trying to motivate someone. Yeah. He said, how do I know that? He said, I want you to go out there in my yard. And this was gorgeous. He had two houses and a 200-seat training complex in Whitney, Texas. He said, I want you to go out there and yell at the caterpillar. And I want you to say, go, turn into a butterfly. Go, 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 go. It's not going to happen. He said, it's not motivation. It's transformation. Hmm. And when you have a transformation and you go in the cocoon, however you want to do that, it's a lot of different you know, ways to do that. I, I did it in the, in the education of Landmark and, and loved it. You know, you go in there and you begin to examine yourself and you begin to see the limiting beliefs that you have on yourself, the mindset, you know, where do I tell myself I can't? What kinds of things have I been gathering evidence for my whole life? I'm not good enough to do this and that. And I began that work. And then it was, uh, you know, fast forward again, COVID came, Right. music industry shut down. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I've been training in, in communication and like high level leadership for the last seven years extensively, you know, leading programs for different people, really coaching people. And I thought, I would like to, you know, take that on. And um, one of my friends, Aaron Ruer, from a church I went to, Grace Fellowship Church, he started a company called Wind Sales. Mm -hmm. They now actually have their new doing business as is Wind Sales Solutions. And I always saw him on LinkedIn like posting about Grant Cardone and different salespeople. Yeah. And I was really intrigued. So I called him one day just to, to catch up and share with him things. And I heard a need that he needed some expansion in his company at the time. I'm living in like Chattanooga area, Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I think I could be your guy to do that. I love what you want to do for businesses. I love helping people. You know, why not? So the next day I had an hour a Zoom interview. And then the next day I had an offer letter. He That's was like, as soon as you're done, where you are, I was finishing up with leadership projects. I want you to come to win sales. And I came there and I saw what he was doing for businesses and the need in the post-COVID world mm -hmm. and, and how, you know, uh, just detailed they are and what they do. And basically we do two things. We're skilled in contacting and inviting people and we help businesses acquire new accounts and new logos but we don't just do like your standard lead generation where we go, okay, here you go, take your shot. No, we actually find the client that you want. We, we, we do all the work to discover the dominant buying modes and all of that, and then hand that client off to you so that you're guaranteed to have a win. 
Yeah. I mean, unless you mess something up really bad, you know, you got all the ammunition that you need. And then nowadays people appreciate that in the post-COVID world where you're not bumping up against each other. Yeah. Where, you know, people are trying to, you know, send emails and do all this. And we do all of that too. We got high level technology at our company to reach people, but we also have the human connection. And we train every day on, on talking to and being with people. Because in the end, it's people doing business together. It's how I did my first record was Eric Copeland and I met. You know, it's how it's it's people sharing and being together is how business gets done. Right. So so I love it. That's uh, what I do. I love empowering people to be great. I'm the guy that says it's possible. When people say it can't be done, I go, I don't know. You know, they said you couldn't run a mile in four minutes. Right. Now, if you don't even get under four minutes, you're not going to go to college or be at the collegiate level. Yeah. But at one time, it was impossible. Yeah. People said, we're not putting a man on the moon. And Kennedy said, watch us. Mm-hmm. And he announced it on national TV. And we had to literally invent metals and things in order to make the rocket to have that happen. So yeah. I'm that guy. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and I, I just wish you could be a little bit more passionate and energetic, Drew. One of the homework assignments in a leadership course I'm leading right now is to be 10 times more excited in life, to like discover enthusiasm newly. So, you know, in, in order for me to coach people in that, I have to be that, which I'm yeah. coaching. I love so, it. No, so I'll turn it up a little bit. <laughs> it's, uh, it's infectious. It truly is. And the other thing, too, is the thing that came through in our first conversation and is clear here, too which is not surprising based on your story and who you are, but it's the word that I keep where it keeps ringing in my head is authenticity. Um, you know, uh, there is no sub, I mean, obviously there's no substitute for authenticity. And once you find who you are, right. This quote you wrote uh, or the, the quote you, you cited from one of your mentors, you know, you can't give what you want. You can only give who you are. That's about being authentic. It's about being true to yourself and being true to yeah. your clients and the people that you serve. And um, yeah, that came that that came through to me incredibly clearly uh, on our last conversation, and certainly here. Wow. Uh, so, and and yeah. it's not it's not it's not it, fortunately that the currency of authenticity is far too rare in today's society. Right. And people and people are trying to be real- something that somebody else wants them to be. No, they're trying to be something they're not. And yeah. here's where the real power is for anyone who's listening and going, okay, what does it mean to be authentic? Well, it means to tell one on yourself too. Yes, here's exactly. The, here's the real, here's the real gold for anyone who wants the gold. I mean, you could study this for a lifetime and make millions of dollars and, and change the world. And is is when you can be authentic about your inauthenticities. <laughs> and you can tell the truth about where you've been kidding. Yeah. I say this when in fact this. I pretend X when in fact Y. Yeah. And it's not something that I always wanted to necessarily do in my life early on because I wanted to do something that I call looking good. Yeah. We don't want to tell one on ourselves because then we look bad. Yeah. So, you know, people say they're fine when they're not. Right. But but when you can do it without any heaviness. Yeah. And you can just be authentic about your inauthenticity. You know, so my, my latest example, I love transformations. About six months ago, I discovered an inauthenticity I had. I say that I want to date. I say that I want to be in a great relationship, yet I'm unwilling to do the work to have that. I'm more interested in being right about being single and proving that I can't. We do it in business, too. Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, you know, as I was sharing with you earlier, this past Saturday, I got married. Which is awesome. I mean, now for your business people, 
This came out of one single cold call. <laughs> I was literally calling someone to welcome them to their seminar. Yeah. I asked them, what do you want to get out of your next training you're doing? She said, I want to be with my best friend for the rest of my life. She says, what do you, what do you want to get out of this deal? Because I was going to be leading one. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm not leading yours, but here's what I'd see for myself. I've been pretending that I'm okay with being single when in fact I'm not, and I'm scared to go online and yeah, I'm just being vulnerable. Yeah, and that's right. Goes, well, online is a pretty scary deal. How about I save you the trouble and I'll be your first date and you can practice on me. There so was fantastic. no practicing, Scott. Seven yeah. weeks after that conversation, I asked her to marry me. Yeah. And it's been a magical life. So I, you know, thank you for what you said. I think there's power in in ha- in being authentic in business too. When you call someone, hundred percent. This is a sales call. Yeah. You know, yeah. You weren't expecting that. I got it. You might want to hang up on me, and I'm okay with that. You know, because I mean, business gets done that way. So correct, correct. And and well, first of all, I think the story is fantastic, and congratulations. Thank um, you. But it goes straight to this point about one of the most powerful ways that we can be authentic. And again, we're talking about things at a personal level. You know, the folks who are watching, you know, watching or listening to this, how does this apply to business? It's exactly what you just said, Drew, which is authenticity is <laughs> authenticity is authenticity whether it's personal or professional, you being authentic. It's not like you put on a personal hat and then you put on a professional hat. Oh, right? look you now it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm around a, a board. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to be around a boardroom when I'm hanging out with family. And it doesn't mean I'm going to treat, uh, you know, executive prospects. Like I treat my nephews. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is being true to yourself and being comfortable in that space. And this, this point about vulnerability, I think, is especially important in, in business. Far too often, people try to put on that facade or put on that image and win. And what they're doing, even when they win business that way, which they do on occasion, they win short-term business. They, weren't, they win one-time clients, right? Because the client's probably not going to stay with them because they're not going to be able to fulfill what, what image they produce. But the other piece is, it's stressful when you wear the facade and you have to put on an image. And, and when you say what people are been wanting to say, but are afraid to, and you acknowledge that people appreciate that. Exactly. You've heard this before too. How exactly. you do one thing is how you do everything. You yeah. can't tell me that the way in which you operate in your personal life or the things you do or the lacks of integrity you have or the procrastinating. Oh, oh I only do that there, but see my business, I do. No, 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 no. They're related. Yeah. How are you being in one area is how are you being in the other? And people appreciate it when you're a business. So, so at Wind Sales, we operate with the highest level of integrity. I tell people when they go, how'd you get my number? I yeah. go, well, look, we have sophisticated software. This is the 21st. You know, this is like, you know, I mean, this is Buck Rogers in the 21st <laughs> century. You know, yeah, That's yeah. how I got your cell phone number. And I could call you the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. To talk to you about, you know, cybersecurity or this, or the, you know, but people appreciate that. Oh yeah. That's how I got my number. Of course. Yeah. You know, right. No, so, that integrity and that vulnerability are, are incredibly powerful currencies of the day because they are so rare and yeah. um, they're, they're powerful anyway. But they're especially powerful now because they are so rare and people are fearful of exercising them. People are fearful of being authentic or being vulnerable um, with the reality is that is where your power is. And so I would just echo what you're saying to everybody out there uh, coming, coming. You know, I, I've done all of it. I, I, I've been the guy that puts on the facade and tries to look different than who I am and try to be be who I think the market wants me to be. 
And I, I, I was incredibly stressed out. Uh, that was a struggle for me. So I pivoted and transitioned out of that. And now I'm in a vein where I can have wonderful, authentic conversations about this stuff with someone like you. Um, so let's talk about wind cells for a second, because you've, you've hit on a couple of things that are really, really important without, you know, kind of pulling back the curtain on any kind of secret sauce that wind cells does. Maybe walk us through the, the types of services that wind cells provides, who you serve specifically, and then um, how, you, you know, what that process is. So what do you do? Who do you serve and how do you do it? So what we do is uh, well, we do a couple of things. One thing we do is we train salespeople. Okay. We love doing that. You know, people, you can't train enough. We, every morning on our victory call, you know, we, we practice role-playing, mocking. Mm-hmm. We practice calling. We practice, you can't practice enough, you know, being able to really, you know, have a great pitch or, or have a great claim. You know, so so we work with companies to either train and develop their salespeople and or augment their salespeople. They might say, we want you to train our salespeople and we want you to take on some clients for us. Here are some accounts we would like to get into. We would like our service to be into. Now, it tends to be in two realms, in the technology realm and then also inside of technology in schools. So we do a lot for school districts. We were able to save school districts unbelievable amounts of money on their new uh, hardware and devices. You know, and then we do things around something new. It's called esports, which yeah, is really good, yeah. which you know increases attendance. And so, so we do that. We work with companies to do that to increase their sales that are coming in, their bottom line, and really we solve the problems that they have. That you know they you know so. We can work with a company to do that. Now, we also can infiltrate a company and almost become an employee of that company and say, okay, we're going to be a salesperson for you. And we know that you want to get into X client and we'll do that. And we'll arrange those meetings so that company A can meet company B and they can have that handoff and say, yeah, you know, and in a post COVID world, people are all trying to figure out how to get in front of people. That's right. So, so we do that. Now we tend to work with companies that are about 40 million or more mm-hmm. companies. We just signed a deal with a company that's $1.3 billion company. Mm-hmm. So that's our, that's our new largest client that we have. And uh, we're very excited about that. So we work with a range of companies and it's not that we wouldn't work with someone who's less than that. Yeah. We could. We'd have to look to see financially would it work for them. Right. You know, what's your average ticket size that you're bringing in? What can we bring and add to what you're doing? And, and I like to say that we're we're the ninjas when it comes to inviting and contacting people and infiltrating companies and discovering what it is that this company is actually dealing with. Because sometimes they don't even know. Right. Or, you know, or you might think, okay, I want to get in this company. You know, we want to we want to be the solution. Mm-hmm. And bring the two people together and create a marriage that's incredible. You mm-hmm. know, so we do a lot of reaching out to vendors and we do a lot of dealing with the people who are the decision makers for vendor partners around technology, whether that be cybersecurity, whether that be data, cloud, whether that be devices. Now we also operate in the world of managed services. So okay. we represent clients. So there may be a company that says, well, you know, we need a tech guy. Mm-hmm. Or, or we've got four part-time, four part-time positions, but we don't have four part-time people. Well, mm-hmm. we can find a tech guy who could fill those four part-time positions as one guy and gotcha. come in there and work with a company, you know, who needs personnel. 
and, and maybe they don't want to have a recruiter. Nothing against recruiters, but they can be expensive. Maybe they don't want to, you know, pay all the money for a recruiter to find them a guy, but they need a guy to be on a project for a year or six months. Well, we represent companies that deal in managed services and we can make that connection. Gotcha. So, so what how what we do is we always will sit down with a client for you know about 30 minutes and then see if we're a fit for them. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, our CEO, or Adam will come on and we'll actually go through what we do and then listen for what's the need you have. Now, let's see if we could solve that need for you, what would that be worth mm-hmm. to your company? And then devise a plan. They're all customized. It isn't like McDonald's where you click. Right. This, yeah. You know, we can tailor it for anyone. They might say, you know what? We, we really want some sales training or we want you to come in and run a victory call for our company and have our salespeople, you know, motivated. Now, I know I talked about motivation earlier, you know, and we do it in a way that's not like just make you feel good, pick you up. Yeah. It's actual real down to earth training. So mm-hmm. people, you know, we actually record ourselves with our pitches and listen to it and go back and execute every word. It's back to my playing music. Yeah. You know, I'm recording those guitar solos. I evaluate every note and think about what's necessary. So we're highly trained in that. We love doing it. We love working with companies and we love having partnerships with companies. And we, we say we create lifelong lasting partnerships. So it isn't like we're here today, gone tomorrow. We want to know how we can serve you now and into the future. So does that answer some of what you Yeah, that's fantastic. No, I love it. I love it. Um, I can absolutely imagine that a lot of the folks who are listening or watching this probably have clients in in that target space. And so, you know, for those of you who are watching or listening to this, if you have clients that you would like to be able to bring a business development solution to, you know, consider a conversation with Drew and WinSales as a potential partner for you to bring into your clients uh, could be absolutely at least worth the conversation. And they can find me on LinkedIn. Sure. It's great. You can just find me on LinkedIn or... They could also email me at mm-hmm. Drew D at windsales.io. Very good. Drew D at windsales.io. So we're a big believer. We're we're the G Suite people. Yeah. I also operate in, in, in Outlook too for different companies. I'm learning all these different platforms, but we like that. So love to have a conversation with anyone, even just to see yeah. what we can do. And, and, and uh, we are quite skilled at one little victory I'll share. Yeah, we, please. We for a client in one cold call, we closed for a client four hundred thousand dollars in sales. Wow! Literally out of a single cold call. So we are, you know, I'm not going to say every time is that. Of course. And and we're skilled like that though. We've done some incredible things for clients where they go, "Wow, when sales actually got in there and did that." And that's because not only do we have the technology, but we're a people based company and we're growing yeah. like wildfire. Yeah. So our I'm vision sure. is to quadruple our employees. And I mean, we just have a huge vision. And Aaron is uh Ruer is steamheading this. It's amazing working with Aaron. The culture there is incredible. You know, we share victories and wins every morning. And on our wrap-up call in the evening, we share victories and wins, personal and professional. Yeah. And we're all about developing great salespeople, whether that be the ones on our staff mm-hmm. or, 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 on your, or your salespeople who might want to brush up or maybe mm-hmm. they've gotten rusty on their inviting skills. You know, we know how to turn that around. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, the next place I want to go is um, your expertise in the world that you're in now, um, your expertise as a coach and a consultant. Obviously, the people who are watching and listening is they're independent cons- consultants and experts who 
generally are small to medium-sized businesses themselves, but they work with, um, you know, everybody from small to large uh, organizations. Obviously, you know, what WinSales does is aimed at large organizations, but what would what types of strategies or considerations or recommendations might you make, Drew, for a consultant who's watching this and they want to be more efficient and they want to be more effective in terms of, of getting those um, those meetings or those opportunities to be in front of their their target prospects. Any any recommendations or strategies or thoughts? Yeah, I think well well one thing that I, I word I like to remove is the word strategy. I mean strategies are good, and I learned a long time ago from a friend of mine, Phil Thomas. Mm-hmm. He runs a company called Innovate, mm-hmm. and it's a geospatial technology company. And I remember that he said, "Drew, all the information is over there." So when you're talking to a client or a potential client, you want to be over there with them. Okay. So I think a lot of times we are strategizing about what to say next yeah. instead of actually being with the client. Now, the first thing I would tell someone, if you're ineffective mm-hmm. in inviting people, contacting people, closing a deal, right? There's probably something already there in the background, undistinguished, like some conversation, like I can't or maybe they can't afford me, or I might be too expensive. Back to your authenticity conversation. Yeah, right. When you can see that and go, oh, wow, I actually put my concern on the client. They might not even have that concern. Right. You know, Grant Cardone says, I don't know what he was saying, something like 80-some percent of salespeople don't even follow up with yeah. someone after one call. Right. Okay. You know, so when you can see what's there and just go, wow, what I have a concern for, I think I, I'm trying to get it right, or I'm not sure what to say. When you can give that up, it gives you a level of freedom to just have a conversation with the client. Hey, I don't know if this is going to be a fit for you or not, but we do X, Y, and Z. And, and I noticed on your website that you provide the services of X, Y, and Z. You know, when do you make time to look at alternative mm-hmm. options for this or that? Or, you know, so I would say that you want to distinguish what's already there. You want to discover it. Now, I'm going to say something a little like, personal development jargon. This is now woo-woo. <laughs> People spend a lot of time thinking they know stuff. There's a real difference in discovering something for yourself than knowing it. I, mm. I could see kids climbing the monkey bars when I was a kid. Yeah. But when I discovered how to do that, when I discovered how to balance on a bike, there was something that I discovered for myself that I never lost. Mm. Even if I haven't ridden a bike in years, I can get back on and ride it. Now, I could not discover that while I was trying to read a bike about balance. If yeah. I was trying to be about balance and ride the bike at the same time, not going to work. Not going to happen, right. When I could just be with the bike, I could discover it. So you want to just be with your clients and just really be over there and ask questions. I'm, you know, It isn't rocket science, but it, but, it, but it takes you seeing that and then going, oh, this is, my, this is the way that I always am when I'm with clients. And when you see that, you, know, you have something that's already there, then you can kind of put that aside and say, okay, if I were not being that, afraid, scared, can't do it. I think I'm too much. Then, you know, who could I be? Oh, I could be in service of the clients. And then what I do is I create for myself before every call, I'm going to serve somebody today. I'm going to make a connection today that's going to benefit someone in a big way. And I stand in that and people still hang up on you. People still go click. I don't need you. I don't need that. Okay. It's really not a problem. It's nothing to do with me. Right. You know, 
Who knows what happened to them that day? Their grandmother died. Something mm-hmm. happened in their life. Their wife said she's leaving. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We know it, for your people who are salespeople or anybody who's calling in or getting clients, there's any number of that going on. Yeah. My 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 mentor Brian McClure would say you don't need two things: absolute belief in your company and then take massive positive action. Mm-hmm. If Great. you do those two things, I mean, and he used to live out of a car, and then he built a direct sales business that was a million dollars a month. I mean, an unbelievable human being, but, you know, very powerful in his speaking, yeah. you know, cocky in a good way. Yeah, like right, right, right. Yeah. But also could tell one on himself about when he was when he was following. I think the guy was Charlie Ragus. You're older. People might remember him, but he would talk about the old days of going to see him speak and he would be sleeping in the car and he would go into the bathroom and, and fix his hair up and, and sit in a chair and pretend he was staying at that hotel. When yeah. he would come down, you know, when in fact he wasn't, but he could yeah. tell on himself like that. Yeah. But you know, that was the whole reason I got into this game when I realized there really could be something more for me. Right. I always knew that. I didn't know how because you know my father did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I, that's what I would give him. So one of the coolest things I think uh, there's a lot. I've got pay, uh, you know like three pages of notes already. But what you just said, knowing is not is not the same as discovering. Yeah. And what I and and the way I translate that and tell me if I'm tracking with you, what what I'm hearing you say is, reading a book about it is a fine way to begin. Having the knowledge is not harmful, but if you really want to be effectual, if you want to have impact and effect, you've just got to do it. You've got to go where your client is. You've got to have those conversations, and you've got to get out of your own way in terms of letting your ego prevent you, letting your fear yeah. and your ego and prevent you from having those conversations. And there's something about discovering. So when I first started playing guitar, mm-hmm. I was a cello player and we would pluck this away. Right. Yeah. So I started doing everything as an upstroke on the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it so fast. My, now, my friend told me from Peabody, my best friend, Matthew Lane said, dude, there's alternate picking, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Back, yeah. When I discovered that for me, something became available on the guitar. Now, back to the knowing thing, mm-hmm. back to my health journey, I knew that. Mm -hmm. exercising and eating less and not drinking soda. I knew that knowing made no difference in that. Yeah. When when I discovered in that conversation with Eric Copeland, when I saw the future I was living into as I might die. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, my before picture is startling, crazy. I look dead. Mm -hmm. You know, people know that they could lose weight or they could save money. Knowing doesn't equal doing. Yeah. Right. People know when they say that thing to their wife, this happens. Yep. And they say it again. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know, discovering what that is. And for each person, it's their own journey. Right. To do that. You know, I can't tell you how to do that because that would be me trying to figure it out. One thing I like to do is I want to figure the answer out. So I'm always trying to figure it out. But then you have the aha moment with a client where you discover and and you want to not get too formulaic, even though you're creating your pitch. Mm-hmm. When it gets to be formula, then people feel like you're reading a pitch to them. Uh, okay, sounds like you're reading a pitch. So you want to discover in the moment. Wow, what there might be to say is, "Good morning, hi, this is Drew Davidson. We've never met before. You know, I realize I'm calling you the day before Thanksgiving. Here's the purpose of it. You know, just acknowledging yeah. what you know. You just want to be out of here. Yeah, thrilled, you know? Well, the other thing that, that I think is fantastic. This goes back to the conversation we had about authenticity. But the other word is empathy. And what I'm hearing you say is the more you can empathize with your prospect and their position, truly empathize, not not just say the words, not just formulaically recite the pitch, 
but but to truly understand and appreciate and feel what they're feeling, the more likely they are to, well, first of all, you're going to be hyper relevant to them because they're going to be like, this guy gets it or this gal gets yeah. it. So they understand me. Um, but they're also going to, if what I've always thought is if you can empathize with a client's position or status or challenge or problem or opportunity equal to them, they will assume that you can solve that problem because you understand the problem so well. Have, have you experienced that? Do you have that same kind yeah. of perception? And yeah. they, yeah. and then the client feels heard. Exactly. Because exactly. It really time, is about feeling heard. They, they don't feel heard and, and no one can hear them. And sometimes, you know, if you're talking to C-level management or something or C-suite in a, you know, in a company, they don't feel like the boss hears them. Mm-hmm what the real issue is. The real issue might not be, it's, maybe it's not so much the tech stuff or it is, but the real issue is this is backing them up and they can't get home and they want to be with their kids and whatever the real issue might be when they feel heard. Now they got an advocate and they go, man, this guy got me. Now they go, okay, great. I want to take what you presented to our you know, chief technology officer. And I, you know, they're going to now, and they love it when you hear, and they know when it's fake. Yes. They know when you just have to sell them some crap and read them a script and do blah, blah, blah. They get that all day long. Yeah. And you have the opportunity to be the million dollar sweepstakes call, I tell people. <laughs> I'm a big man, you know, where they go, wow, this guy called. Yeah. And, you know, and they don't know. Grant Cardone says, expect them to be angry, expect them to be pissed, you know. So we stay positive. We, so we train a lot of this. For those of you who are listening who want that kind of training, that is especially that we do. Mm-hmm. It is something that can be learned over time. You know, you know, my, like you said, wow, you're very excited. You know, people go, how do you generate yourself like that? Yeah. Is there something fake about that? No, there really isn't. Right. This, and and I know, can, and I can tell that, right. I perceive hey, the authenticity. I perceive that the energy is genuine. It's not, it's not a put on. Yeah. Now there was a time when it was, there was a time when I was trying to fix something that I thought went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then there were some moments when I realized, what if there was nothing to fix? <laughs> you know, the way Warner Earhart says it, he's one of the personal development gurus. Yeah, he's fantastic. You were born, and then when you're three, you died. Say that again. Say that again. You were born, and then when you were three, you died. Wow. There was the moment when you were a kid, right? When you were being Batman, and nobody yeah. could tell you that you weren't Batman. You weren't pretending. We said, oh, that's nice. They're pretending. No, you were really being Batman. And yeah. you were free and you were living. Most of us are not living that way. But imagine if your sales calls could be that way where you were living like that. Mm-hmm. We were just calling like playing house, but instead your sales. <laughs> I mean, you know, Brian McClure, my mentor would say, this is enrollment and registration. The registration conversation is the closing of the deal, the making the request. The enrollment is the getting over there and leaving another person inspired by what you're saying and allowing something to arise and not forcing it. And just having someone really get, wow. You know, some people, you always say yes to them. You got friends and you're like sure. always excited and a yes to them. They're enrolling. Like when you see them, you're like, oh, wow. That person, you know, a Tony Robbins or somebody, they come in the room and they light it up. Yeah. You know, so you actually can be an act in that way. Now, back to what I said before, you got to be, you know, there's an opportunity to be authentic about the inauthenticity. If you try to force it, people know that too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and it's amazing how that perception, um, you know, you can call it metaphysical, you, whatever, subconscious, unconscious picks up on that. But over the phone or over a Zoom meeting or in person, any of those media, it's very easy to pick up on where someone is emotionally. Are they, are they, do they believe in themselves? Do they believe in their product? Are they, 
Um, are they just reciting a pitch? Are they just going through the motions or are they really trying to help me um, from, you know, me being a prospect? Uh, yeah. And if that, if that perception is authentic, it still may not be a sell, but it's going to be a much better uh, conversation, a much more meaningful connection. Oh, yeah. With, without, yeah. Without having enrollment, there's no possibility for the sale. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee the sale, but when people try to go right to the sale, you know, we, we call it, you know, uh, agreeing, or we say, you know, let's get some background yeah. together, you know, let's get related, let's this, and that doesn't have to take forever. No, right. But, sure. but, but people know when you're trying to force that too. Yeah. So how's the wife and kids or, you know, whatever we say, I mean, the, the cliche rapport building stuff. That yeah, is, people it's, know very when it's yeah. genuine. When you call right. up and say, Hey, Joe, how you doing? Right. What's been happening in your life? Where's business? These, Oh, you know, in the post COVID world, everybody's looking for the magic juice on how to connect. And, you know, so we, we love doing that at wind sales. I mean, it's a, and I love it. I mean, when you have a great conversation with someone and you serve them mm-hmm. and their business grows, you know, or you've made a difference coaching someone, I go to sleep like, wow, I made a real difference with that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, it's you know, yeah. One, one more sort of tactical question I want to ask, and, and I'm, I'm fascinated to, to hear your answer to this. One of the questions that I get from consultants sometimes who are wanting to engage in, in an outreach process or even a cold calling campaign or, or a multi a multimedia campaign that may have cold calling element or email element, different ways of connecting with prospects. They ask me all the time, what standard should I set for myself? In other words, how many calls should I make a day? Um, should I have a standard at all? Um, what is what is your perception or your all's philosophy at wind sales in terms or, or what would Drew tell, you know, an independent consultant yeah. or professional about should you set standards for yourself? What should you carve out time every day? What does that look like? And you talked about the discipline of different areas of our life, you know, affect business and vice versa. Every how you do one thing, how you do everything. What is your perception about setting a standard or carving out time or how people should think about that aspect of their business development? It's it's a must. Okay. And here's you know, so so we know. I mean, we we have. I guess we could call it quotas for lack of another word mm. at sales where we know that if we make so many dials, yeah. right, if we talk, if we talk to, you know, if we make 200 dials or 300 dials, then we know we're going to talk to so many decision makers. Cause see, the, the, you can't, what gets measured gets produced. Yes. Right. Nothing gets produced if it doesn't get measured. Right. So at some point you've got to measure the calls you're making. Now yep. there's two things you'd be measuring and only two, the, the quantity of the calls and the quality. How many did I make and what was the quality? Now you would measure how many people answered, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you get if you call 200 and no one answers, you know, I think the national average is like 2%. I mean, our, our average, by the way, is like 14% of people picking up. It's amazing. Crush the national average in that. Now, I also believe this because of my other trainings and things I've done. I think that it's very important to have a have a possibility for why all this is there. Because it can get road and the calls can just start to be the calls. Yep, that's so right. I don't put any, I don't put anything in my calendar that doesn't have some creation next to it. So, like you know, my my morning workout doesn't just say workout; it's created. I'm going to live to a hundred years old. I'm going to have a rock mm-hmm. hard body. I'm going to be around. I'm going to make the difference. You know, there's 
there's, you know, I always create things like that. And that's what has it, you know, that context because context is decisive. So I think you need that. I, I think you need to know now, you know, Tony Robbins says, raise your standards, which I like, you know, I think you need to know for yourself, there's, there's power in the spoken word too. We say yeah. this a lot at wind sales and in my other, you know, leadership avenues where I am, we talk about what's your word in the matter in the matter of what? Well, in the matter of what you say you're going to do without any real word there. Now, people say, well, I'm committed to this. Okay. I mean, I was committed yesterday to getting up at a certain time. And then I was still on honeymoon and was like, man. Yeah. (laughs) But it's different when you really have it like a no kidding. If I don't do this, I'll lose a finger. Mm -hmm. Like I am going to call 300 people a day. You know, Dan Pena. Some people probably follow him. He's a little bit of a mm-hmm. foul mouth. But he says, talk to 10,000 decision makers and, and or two, no, talk to two, cold call 2,000 decision makers and have a conversation with them. And that's $10 million. Wow. You've done the math. So when you have that standard, you can then do the math. If I call so many people, and it really is that. And if, and this is a numbers game for people who are in this. Mm-hmm. You, you want to keep present the difference you're making, but it is a, a long-term game. Sometimes you might be several conversations to have a client. Mm-hmm. It might be 30 times you touch them. Right. Several emails, several to have a client I'm working now that wanted a second meeting and then they went dark and then Thanksgiving came. And, you know, so I, I'm now, you know, writing another email. Right. You know, let's right. get back to the, you know, I mean, you know, so I think standards are important. Otherwise, one day you'll call 10. One day you'll call 100 and then you'll wonder, well, how come this is not happening? You know, in the music business, what I did was I would look out and say, when I want my album done and work backwards. Sure. And I'll two weeks between everything. And there's a hundred things that happen in the making of an album, aside from just the writing the songs and the playing it. Right. And the producers and the mixing and the taking time to listen and the editing and the this and that and the mastering and that, I mean, and on and on, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know. What I just heard you say, I think it's really profound. You talked about you don't just think about it as working out as an example. You attach yeah. that to the vision and the dream and the ultimate goal. So that yeah. keeps you, to use the word, it keeps you focused on where your focus should be. It's not focused on the process. It's focused on the result of the process. And that helps maintain that that high level of standard. It makes it easier to perform and, and achieve that standard because you're always reminding yourself actively of why you're, like you said, of cre- what you're creating. Why are you doing it? Yeah, why? Now you want that, to that's, that, that is profound um, because so many people out there, it. we get stuck in the in the day-to-day doing the same thing over and over again because yeah. we know we need to, but we forget that it's not about need. It's about our desire. It's about what we want. And we're doing this thing because of what we want, not we're doing this thing because we need to. Oh, we need and, yeah, that's yeah. very powerful you said that. And if you want to take it one step further and get mm-hmm. even deeper... For me, it's not the yes, I I I create that because of the result, mm-hmm. but it even gets deeper than the result, mm. right? So there's the result of having my body look a certain way, right? But but the real drug for me is who I'm being when mm. my body is that way. And that way of being, see, people think this is something I got a long time ago from another mentor of mine. Most of the world lives a have-do-be relationship. Right. If I had more time, I'd take more vacations and I'd be more happy. Yeah. What if you could flop that around and you could really get that the being is driving the doing and the having? And it's not even about the doing and the having, it's about the being. We were having this conversation the other day on Facebook about what is success. For me, I don't know that success is like 
achieving something. It could be. But to me, success is getting up every day and going after that realized goal. Like Jim Rohn used to say, how many men actually have their the next 20 years written down on a paper in their wallet where they could pull it out, where you could right. see it, where you could right. say, okay, that, you know, how many people write down what they're going to do back to the Earl Nightingales and all of that. So yeah. I yeah. think it's, 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 you know, I like what you said too. You don't need to, no one needs to do this. And I, I say that people deserve the opportunity to have a great life and create something if you want. Right. If, if you not, want. it's not a problem. But right, back to the authenticity right. conversation, some people say they want to do this in business when, in fact, they really don't want to do the work to have that. Right. Well, that's a person that's now got to deal with their integrity. Yeah. Why? How come you're saying this when, in fact, you're doing this? Right. It would, you, know, yeah. you should just quit. I mean, it's not a problem. Right. It's about being true to yourself, regardless of who that person is. Otherwise, right. every day will be agony. Exactly. Every day, every day will be stress. Love. You'll be like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this again today. And I've been there before, too, yeah, where I was doing the thing I didn't love, you know, where I settled for less than what I thought because it's all I could see, you know. And then as I began to, you know, study more personal development things, I realized, wow, you really can have what you want in your life. Mm-hmm. You really can create for you. It really is possible. You just maybe want to see a different perspective or look out on a different land, or there's something I can't see and I can't see, I can't see at a blind spot. Yeah. I deal with a lot of that in the coaching I do is uncovering those blind spots for people. Yeah. No, no question. Um, yeah. This has been fantastic. The last couple of minutes we have here, um, normally I would ask, and I'm going to ask a question to you as well, but at this point I ask the guests to share, you know, a gold nugget or life lesson that they can impart to share with others. I feel like the whole interview has been <laughs> gold nuggets and life lessons, but uh, are there any others, you know, one or two or three items that you might share with, with, you know, the folks who are listening and watching this, who um, want to, you know, want to live a more productive and, and value driven life and, and have a, have a bigger impact and, and grow their business. What would, what, what would you say to them? I would say to them, probably for me, one of the biggest life lessons that I've discovered is that what you think is going to happen is not really what's going to happen. Mm. You know, mm. so fear, people talk about fear being false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. I, I also have heard it said that fear is an imagined future that's not probably going to happen. Yeah. So for, you know, so a big life lesson that I've taken away is just to acknowledge that you're afraid and then act anyways. Yeah. I have a very dear friend of mine, Rovan Dion. I'll introduce you to him. He's called the Maximum Results Strategist. Okay. Yeah. A company called the Results Now Group. And he said to me one time, he said, Drew, if you ran up 16 flights of stairs fast as you could and you're just jamming and you get to the top. Right. What should you expect to be doing up there? And I went breathing heavy and he went, yeah, it would be weird if you weren't unless you're like RoboCop or something. And and what I saw was there was a time in my life when I would sabotage myself. And and part of that was that I I was there there was the fear of success. But Mm -hmm. then there was like this whole. Well, if I didn't do it or there was all this, I'd make myself wrong and do all that. So rather than do that. I'd sabotage myself because I didn't want to actually acknowledge the fear. And when I realized, wow, it'd be okay to have a little bit of fear when you're, you know, releasing a song that you hope is going to win a Grammy or you're going to the radio with a song, you're submitting it to a major, you know, motion picture or this or that, you know, so 
I, I would say be with whatever's there as what's there. Mm-hmm. You know, not what you think it might be. Oftentimes it's not that way. Acknowledge it and take action anyways. If quote Warner Earhart says that I love, it's something like the world doesn't care what you think or what you know. The world only cares and moves when you act. Yes. So just take the next action. If that's call a person, we say at Win Sales, when's the best time to call someone? Now. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> now. When's the best time to take action on the book you want to write? Now. now. When's yeah. the best time to go to the gym? Now. When's the best time to incorporate your new company? Now. When's the best time to make a post on LinkedIn? Now. When's the best time to you know drink water now? When, you know, right. so that, that's my my final life lesson. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Listen, I can't thank you enough for again the time and the energy. Um, I'm 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 excited. I, like I've got a ton of notes here, and I've made notes about some action items that I need to rethink and 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 act on now. Um, so I really do appreciate it, and I trust everybody else has gotten a lot of value from from this uh, this session. So thank you again. Uh, let's just remind everybody if they want to get a hold of you, learn more about wind sales, the work that you're doing. What's the best way for them to uh, to do that? So best way, they can, of course, send me an email mm-hmm. at drewd at windsales.io. Good. And they can find me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I'm Drew Davidson. And by the way, it's it's Davidson, D-A-V-I-D-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. It's Norwegian. Find me there on LinkedIn. Send me an email. Reach out to me. Of course, you can search Windsales wind on the internet and, and yeah. find us and all that. And I'm happy to talk with anyone, no charge, and really look and see how could I empower you. I still do on occasion some personal coaching mm-hmm. when okay. I'm not doing what I'm doing at Wind Sales. You know, I still can take on clients. You know, anything that makes sense. Sure. If I can serve someone, I will because you know someone did it for me. That man Brian McClure didn't have to. Yeah. And he shared information with me that altered my life eight years ago and put me on another trajectory. And I've found that successful people will often do that. Yeah. Nothing about sharing something with someone because someone great. did it for them. So Scott, it was just when you reached out initially about this, I was tickled. Yeah. You know, this, this is my first podcast in this arena. I've gotcha. done so many as a musician. Sure, of course. But to have someone really focus on this new area for me, which is very exciting. Yeah, I'm just I'm elated that I could come on here and be with your your uh, your followers, your guests. You know, your well, I'm I'm truly glad and honored to have you on. So um, I'm I suspect we'll be doing another show in the future. Um, listen, thank you again. Uh, I'll look forward to obviously staying in touch. And um, until next time, thank you, uh, thank you, Drew. Yeah, you're welcome. For consulting with authority, everybody. This is Scott Cantrell, as always, wishing you the best of success. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high-value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.